0: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your
1: hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop!
4: Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and I'm joined in the studio with Matt and Jeff. How's it going?
5: Hey, it's going great. Pretty Thanks, well. Neil. How are you?
4: I'm doing all right. Matt's uh, very chipper today. Yep.
5: No Ken today. No Ken. Say Matt's happy. He's my arch nemesis. I decided. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought he was your albatross. I
4: can't. I can't decide. His al- oh, albatross. Is he your Jabberwocky? Uh,
1: possibly. Okay. I think like 14 episodes ago, you said books were your arch nemesis. <laughs> they, I think it's. I think it's remain. just
4: reading. It's just reading. General reading. Yeah. General. Re- yeah. Reading and arithmetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ken uh, actually went to uh, a factory uh, in Vietnam to get uh, metal teeth inserted. Uh, to cosplay as his favorite James Bond character, Jaws. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm saying that is uh, today we're doing a very, very special themed game of James Bond.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of commitment. I'm, I'm really pleased that Ken was willing to do that for us.
4: Uh, well, he's he's got to do something for the show. So that's <laughs> what it's going to be. <laughs> it's
5: about time. It's
4: about time. Um, so yeah, today's going to be a James Bond themed game. Uh, before we get started, I'll just say if you don't know anything about James Bond, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just using the titles of the
5: canon films right. as uh categories and, and then, i'm using that as inspiration and the number one rule is no one can play as odd job Is how that works. correct okay correct as long as everyone knows slappers only <laughs> yes
4: uh and uh and basically uh it's going to be 24 bond movies and one extra question that we had a special person send in was it um, james bond it, it was james bond actually <laughs> uh it was it was from 007 at gmail <laughs> uh but uh, before we do that i want to introduce some special guests we have here today we're very very excited um first we're going to introduce uh united states champion andrew thomas uh, coming to us from saint paul minnesota how's it going andrew that's good how's it going with you guys doing really well thank you for uh for coming on the show today uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you got into trivia and uh the special thing you have uh, brewing over there in minnesota
2: Oh, boy. Well, I think, like pretty much everyone uh, who listens or participates in the show, I've been a trivia nerd most of my life. And I think with you guys, um, a number of our friends are in common who said, "Hey, you should listen to this one." Uh, well, thank so, you to course,
5: those friends. They're good I friends.
2: I, there were about there were many of them, and I won't uh, <laughs> embarrass any of them by, uh, by by suggesting that any of them held out on me. <laughs> <laughs> So I now live in St. Paul, Minnesota, been here a few years, and like you guys, I've got the, the podcasting bug. So I'm about four episodes into uh, a trivia-ish podcast called 10 Things I Wish You Knew, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be educational, and you can see my air quotes here. But the whole idea okay. is um, try and disguise study as trivia questions. So if there's a subject that you really like or you're really enthusiastic about, like, for example, I did uh, 10 Questions About Beer in great mm-hmm. detail uh to two people who don't drink beer as my guests so that oh. was exciting <laughs> um, but if anybody wants to come on like wink wink you y'all because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. i know you guys are geeks of the finest order so if you have anything in 10 question digested that you want to share yeah.
4: well me, you're guess. you're gonna have to either get roadhouse ready uh for me <laughs> steven spielberg or for next year's halloween episode 10 things i wish you knew what you did last summer a halloween episode so <laughs> Uh, I think we might have a team name ready to go. uh, (laughs) The others will be okay with that one. There you go. Uh, So where can people find your podcast?
2: Uh, I got a Facebook page uh, called 10 Things I Wish You Knew. Uh, It's on iTunes and Google Play, and it's a Podbean thing. So you can find it in any of those places. Or you can just find me on Facebook and say, Hey, dude, where's your podcast?
4: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for sharing that and for being on the show and uh, being a Patreon supporter. We appreciate it. My pleasure. And uh, joining us uh, from Portland... Is our intercontinental champion team today, Doug and Kelly Bowles? How's it going, guys?
6: Great. Hey, we're doing well. How are you guys?
4: Doing well. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on the show and and supporting the show on Patreon. We we got a really nice email from Doug um, about him being a listener and telling us a little bit about himself. And uh, we all got jealous because I've never been to Portland, so mm-hmm. I was like, well, you guys will have to show us the town because I'm a big coffee nerd. that's so what I'm drinking right now. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, both Doug and Kelly, and uh, and a little bit about you know what. Uh, what you guys do.
6: Sure. Uh, uh, we're super excited to be on the show, first of all. We're also longtime listeners, uh, like Andrew. We actually found you guys, I think, through Trivial Warfare. I think you guys oh, cool. were on an episode with them at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we heard that one and then just got got hooked after that. So as you mentioned, we live in Portland. Uh, Kelly and I are married. We have three kids uh, under the age of six, which means we have no discernible life outside of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I work at Nike as a senior retail director there. Oh, and awesome. I'll let Kelly talk about herself.
7: Um, yeah, and I'm a psychologist, and uh, I do some consulting and freelance stuff on the side. So um, when I when I can make it fit in.
6: So. <laughs> and you guys are more than welcome to stop by Portland. We'll show you around. Best coffee spots, best trivia spots. We'll be your yeah. hosts.
5: Yeah, so I have a question. Is Voodoo Donuts properly rated, overrated, underrated? What do we got there?
6: Extremely overrated.
5: That's that's what I keep hearing. It's such <laughs> yeah. a that's a lot of stuff like mean, here, though, too. I mean,
7: they're fun. They're very fun. Um, they're just... Regular mm. donuts that are dressed up <laughs> in fancy clothes. So uh,
4: Now, if you poke the donut, does another donut get hurt? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent
2: Ooh. question. Only the person who ate the last one of that type.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, well, I guess that would be Baron Somdi's favorite donuts from Live and Let Die, a James Bond film starring Roger Moore.
6: Segways. Dynamite <laughs> drop in there.
2: Oh, um, all the info. Do you like that.
4: how I pulled out that reference out of my, <laughs> out of my ass? What a segue. Um, uh, so yeah very very <laughs> excited to have uh, all three of you you guys are actually going to play as a team today it's our first ever handicapped match mm-hmm. uh, versus matt and jeff All right. Well, uh, let's uh, throw it to the rules guy. It's going to be a a normal game, uh, minus the James Bond theme, but uh, let's see what he has to say today. The rules of the game are simple.
0: 20 questions split into
1: two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special
0: swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager zero to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, Someone will be named the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop.
8: All
5: right, Matt.
0: Comments? Oh, yes.
5: Excellent job, Mr. Rules guy.
4: Uh, let's get going here. So category one, question one, is going to be Dr. No.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Portrayed by actor Joseph Wiseman, Dr. No is a brilliant scientist and the first Bond villain who became the archetype for all to follow. Perhaps it wasn't the Napoleon complex that had him so angry at the world but the childish elemental nickname his chemist friends must have called him at least 102 times a day. Dr. What? Wait, actually, you know, we didn't even do team names. What do you guys want your team name to be?
6: Oh, I'm boy. good with Andrew's suggestion.
4: What, what is it again?
6: Is it my suggestion?
4: Yeah, your suggestion. Oh, geez. oh You my. guys are the thing, 10 things I wish you knew what I did last summer. Okay. <laughs> all right, so we're going to start with uh, 10 things I wish you knew what
2: you did last summer. What's your answer?
6: Go ahead, Andrew. This is all you.
7: Yeah, this oh, is boy. totally you.
2: Oh, is that our team name and not them? That's cool. Um, well, we know, we, we figured that, and that Dr. N.O. might be a chemical symbol things. And, and I'm guessing it might be Nobelium because that's what the order is there. And that means of all his friends were nerds, which is entirely possible, because <laughs> uh, they all, all became doctors. So we're going to go with Dr. Nobelium. All
4: right. And team
2: triviality.
1: Yeah. We went through famous, uh, physicists and, uh, none of them rang a bell, but, uh, the uh, father of dynamite himself, uh, Alfred Nobel. We said uh, nobelium,
4: and it would have been Doctor Nobilium in mm, my mind. Right. So yes, nice job. Points all around. Way to start the game. All right, just like a James Bond film, we're starting off with an action sequence here, <laughs> uh, or a very awkward love sequence. I don't know whichever one. <laughs> By the way, what's what's the other team name? Uh, what do you guys want to be? Team triviality, or do you want? How about Team Odd Job?
5: We, we can be t- Team Odd. you gotta job.
2: be you gotta be Team Jaws because we can't hit Team Odd Job. <laughs> That's there you fair, go. All yeah. right, your team Jaws for Ken in honor
4: yeah. of Ken. If if you lose, though, Ken dies. That's fair too. Either way, we win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I have to be like Goldfinger in this one. <laughs> you lose, he dies. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Number two, the category is from Russia with love. While only two Russian brands make an appearance on the top ten selling vodkas in the United States, one of them is number one and is by far the best selling vodka in the entire world. Can you name it?
5: I'm pretty sure it's this one. Are we? Yeah, Reluctant. Okay.
6: So right. a couple couple brands come to mind. I have a feeling Stolishnaya is the most uh, uh, famous slash uh, highest selling one. Um, mm-hmm. The other one that comes to mind is Natasha, I think. That might be something really bad that I drank in college that I don't want to remember. But It's the cheap it? stuff
2: that you somehow still remember.
6: <laughs> yeah, I'd go with Stoli. Great. All right, All right. we're going to lock in Stolishnaya.
4: Okay, 10 things with uh, Stolichnaya. And I don't know why I said it that way. Stolichnaya? And, sorry. <laughs> it's like I have a, a glitch in my audio. Stolichnaya? Um, all right, Team Jaws? Uh,
5: we also went with the Stolichnaya.
4: Well, uh, when I read this fact, I uh, I thought to myself, it's obviously Stoli, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Oh, no. It's one that I didn't uh, think would be that popular, but it's Smirnoff. Oh. oh. Yeah, Yakov yeah. yeah, Smirnoff. I thought Smirnoff was American, too, but... They just mm-hmm. make a lot of crappy drinks on top of the vodka. Do
1: you know where uh, Grey Goose is?
4: Grey Goose is uh, fin- France. French, I think. I think it's France. You guys are lucky. It was going to be a swing round of all vodka. but uh, All right, number three is in the category of Goldfinger. auric well, well, well. Goldfinger's master plan to rob Fort Knox is known as Operation Grand Slam. While the film was released in 1964, it would be 11 more years before this former MLB superstar was born, who would go on to pass Lou Gehrig for most career Grand Slams with 25.
5: Yeah, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, maybe, maybe we just go A-Rod makes the most sense, I think. Right, yeah, so, so we're going we're gonna to lock in with A-Rod. All right, and
4: Team 10 Things, what did you put down? We also locked in with A-Rod. Well, for all the talking you guys did, it is A-Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right. <laughs> uh, all right, moving uh, right along to number four, which is going to be the movie Thunderball. I had to include one question about a memorable James Bond title theme. The theme for 1965's Thunderball was performed by a Welsh artist who shares a not-so-unusual name with the title of the 1963 Best Picture winner starring Albert Finney and the 1749 comic novel it was based on. Lately, he's been sitting beside Jennifer Hudson as a judge on The Voice UK. I know this.
8: I can lock it in. Go for it.
5: Okay. You know any Welsh artists from 1965? (laughs) I'm drawing a big all blank on this one. Are you saying it's the same guy is now on The Voice? I think the last name is shared. Okay. Uh, what's his name? Is Welsh?
1: Um, that guy who did all the Vegas shows, Darius Rucker. Hold on, I'll get that. <laughs> no, get wagon wheel out of my head right now. <laughs> he
5: did some Vegas shows.
1: Uh, Tom Jones. Okay, so I'm pretty sure he's Welsh. Okay, so we're going with Tom Jones.
2: Well, it's not unusual they were all able to come up with that answer because it is Tom Jones. <laughs>
4: It is Tom Jones. Yes, there are some clues in there. Not so unusual name. And then the Albert Finney film was called Tom Jones. Okay. Um, I uh, had a little fact here on this one specifically because it was funny. Uh, So the original theme for this film was titled Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm -hmm. And my other favorite fact was that according to legend, Jones fainted in the recording booth when he hit the song's final note.
5: Yeah.
4: It really put his back Uh, into uh, it. um, Nice pull there. All right. Uh, Number five, You Only Live Twice. In 1997... A Super Bowl commercial used the likeness of Fred Astaire, who had passed away 10 years earlier in an ad that saw him dancing with what brand name household cleaning device?
5: Mm. You just need the device?
4: Just the device. We're locked in. All right. What you guys talk? It would be a a
7: Swiffer.
2: I might be a little earlier for a Swiffer.
7: Probably think about what, what would be sort of a novel mop that would have come out in 1997. What was
6: it called? I'm good to Uh, lean towards the Swiffer. I think we, I mean, we had a Swiffer in 2005-ish, so maybe it's.
2: It sounds sounds like, now that I can see in my head, Fred Astaire dancing with a Swiffer, I can't get it out of my head. So let's just go with
6: that. I I like that a little better, too.
7: Well, I guess we'll lock
6: in. (laughs) She said confidently. (laughs) With
4: With Swiffer. All right.
5: And uh, team Jaws. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you said the answer. I think it's a Hoover, but uh, we locked in with vacuum cleaner.
4: Um, or, or I just need the
5: brand name, though. Brand name. You do need the brand yeah. name? Mm-hmm. Then Hoover vacuum cleaner. Uh, unless it's not. <laughs> it is not Hoover, it's unfortunately. Dirt, is it Dirt Devil?
4: It is the Dirt Devil. Oh, yeah. A <laughs> yeah. little too early for Swiffer, but it, yeah, it was the Dirt <sighs> Devil.
5: His, yeah, I his, knew it was a vacuum cleaner. I just
4: His wife uh, gave uh, their, them permission to use his likeness in that yeah couple. that
5: was that was like the trope was dead then it was dead celebrities with vacuum cleaners because i remember they made fun of it on like multiple either mad tv snl etc
4: well they love you know everything clean so mm-hmm. uh
5: well uh after five questions
4: here it looks like the score is 30 to 30 it's time All right. yeah so very very close number six on her majesty's secret service or otherwise known as the only one with george Lazenby. ah uh. Well, uh, I don't
1: know anything now.
4: <laughs> the United States presidential state car is tasked with transporting America's chief executive with the highest levels of protection. This fortified limo has gone by what nickname since President Bush, not to be confused with Patrick Swayze's final acting performance. Had to get a Swayze question. I was, was going to say, why didn't
6: <laughs> I study everything Swayze ever did?
4: Uh, we are locked in. All right, they're locked in over here. Feel free to talk out loud, guys.
6: The only thing I can think about that car is that I think it's a Ford car, or at least it used to be. I think when Kennedy uh, died, I think he died in a Ford car, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I think it was a Lincoln. Was it? Which is yeah, because there's there's a hysterical irony. Oh about yeah, it.
6: Lincoln died yeah. in Ford's theater, and and, and yeah. Kennedy died in a Lincoln. Yeah, and Kennedy died in a Lincoln. That's right.
1: Yeah. Lincoln is the uh, is a Ford Motor Company uh, subsidiary. So well, there we
6: go. <laughs> Was not about. that it helps us at all with the answer. No, nope, not so much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm only helpful if it's not super helpful.
2: <laughs> I, like, I literally have no other idea, so I would just totally go with, with, with the SS Roadhouse unless we
6: had some better thought. <laughs> <laughs> at least that's funny. Let's lock in with that. <laughs> uh, all
4: right. It's done. All right, SS, uh, SS Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Team Jaws.
1: It should be called Ground Force One, but uh, <laughs> uh, we believe it's called The Beast.
4: All right. Well, if you were Dalton, you would uh, hide away your Mercedes uh, for a junker car while you bounce. But uh, yeah, the presidential car is known as the
5: Beast since mm-hmm. President Bush. And the Beast was like a, a Fox show, wasn't it? Or was it? Some... I can't remember if it was Fox or it was uh, NBC FX or something, yeah. but it, it was a TV show. It was
4: during uh, Patrick Swayze's uh, cancer, uh, right when he mm-hmm. was, he was dying the last, last year or so. Pancreatic cancer. Um, the, uh, the car right now is a Cadillac, for your knowledge. So if you guys want to put that away. Yes, it's, uh,
1: it's it's styled like a Cadillac DTS, but it's actually built on the frame of a
4: Suburban. Mm. So, very strong.
1: Oh, wow. It's yeah. Well, it, it just needs a SUV chassis because it weighs like 8,000 pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, all right, next question. Uh, number seven. So, this is uh, the Sean Connery film um, of his that he did after his normal films that uh, was canon. Diamonds Are Forever. Ian Fleming may have been inspired by some advertising for this particular title. A Diamond is Forever was proclaimed the slogan of the century in 1999 and has appeared in every engagement advertisement since 1948. For what company?
6: Mm. You
5: know the oldest one? Yeah. Okay. I forget. We're locked in, but.
6: I think it's De Beers, right? Yeah,
2: it's De Beers. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had something funny to say, but there's nothing funny.
6: But it's just De Beers.
4: What do you got? Uh, uh, De Beers. No, I was going <laughs> <trying> to <laughs> say <what> it. <laughs> It is De Beers. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Beers. I Beers. I don't have anything other than that. I was just hoping someone was going to go to Beers. Yeah. i proud of you, Jeff. <laughs> have any, has anyone here shopped at De Beers? Never. No. I haven't. I've I haven't.
2: shopped for beers, but that's a whole other <laughs> different thing.
4: Mm. Ah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: all right. Number eight is Live and Let Die. One of my uh, favorite uh, theme songs here. Paul McCartney famously asked Weird Al Yankovic when he would parody one of his songs. Legally, Weird Al didn't have to ask an artist for permission, but out of courtesy, he came back to McCartney with a request. Yankovic was ultimately not granted permission by the singer, however, due to McCartney being a vegetarian and not liking the title of this song, a meat-infused rhyme of
5: live and let die.
2: I've got this. You you guys locked in? We can. I'm looking. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Locked in.
5: I believe this one's chicken pot pie. Yes. Okay. I believe that's correct. Oh, Weird Al. What a wordsmith. (laughs) Uh, We are locked in with chicken pot pie. All right. 10 things.
2: It is chicken pot pie. And I wanted to (laughs) sing it, but no, you're not You can. There's no singing
5: on this show. We (laughs) don't sing. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) You're welcome. uh,
2: I don't want Paul McCartney suing me, too. (laughs) That's
1: fair. It's not, he can't. It's parody. Mm -hmm. It's true.
4: All right. uh, Number nine The Man with the Golden Gun. The Golden Gun was a favorite among players in Goldeneye 007 on the N64 due to its power. Seems like Rare, the developers of the game, agreed as they went on to create a similar style weapon in what follow-up N64 title and future series featuring an agent named Joanna as she pre- uh, attempts to stop an alien conspiracy by rival corporation DataDyne.
5: I thought for sure it was perfect. You're thinking dark, perfect dark, but I because that is the the. It's follow-up. like a spiritual successor to. But it's it's by Rare. I think we can lock in with Perfect Dark. Okay. We'll see.
2: Well, I think the recap was we dove back into our deep memories to try and remember, hey, what was that game that was like Goldeneye but wasn't? And <laughs> and I think the name of that game was Perfect Dark.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what All we right. came up with.
4: It was Perfect Dark. All
2: right. Nice.
1: You're definitely right on the time frame, though, because Goldeneye was like 98, right? Just uh, about Just when I was yeah. tailing the like, high school,
2: it was every party. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I kind of remember Perfect Dark was like ninety nine two thousand because I played it like so when I was in Australia in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
5: played two games: Tony Hawk Pro Skater, <laughs> of course, and Perfect Dark. Like the whole time. So oh, that is the most two thousand thing I've ever heard. <laughs> did you have your Mountain Dew code read? I did. Okay. It was it was super good.
7: <laughs> My family wasn't allowed to have video games growing up, so when I got to high school, we would play GoldenEye, and I would just die immediately yeah. <laughs> um, unless I was like hiding in a corner and not actually playing so
6: um, we do have a switch now and I just a couple of uh, weekends ago lost my first Mario Kart race to my six-year-old so I wanted to uh, die that day but
3: yeah well, welcome to, welcome <laughs> to the <club>. okay so
1: <laughs> stories about um, fathers and their kids playing video games um, my dad never really played video games but he was always much so much of a showboat he he challenged me and my brother that he could beat us in Mario Kart 64 while using the controller upside down. (laughs) And uh, he did. Three three races in a row. And he retired immediately. He's like, yeah, I'm good. That's okay. (laughs) Well,
4: kudos to your dad. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, number 10 is going to be uh, The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, otherwise known as Neil's Trip to London. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This could have been a fitting alternate title. For what television series, following two KGB officers who go undercover as the Jennings, a couple living in the suburbs of Washington D.C.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: We can lock in on this end. I
4: think. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so everyone's locked in. Uh, let's start with Team Jaws.
5: Who is this? Is this Carrie Russell in this? Yeah, this is uh, the if Americans. We have the right show. I believe it's the Americans. All right, and Doug and Kelly. Um,
7: yeah, we locked in with the Americans. Um, they just had their last season. And it was a very good show. You should all watch it if you haven't seen it.
4: It is the Americans and I was hoping someone watched it so I could I could find out if it was good or not. And now somebody, i watch it.
7: Somebody <laughs> once told me I was like
1: I like I, I see its merit, but I couldn't like get into it as much. Mm. That's because you are a spy. Somebody told me I'm I'm a couple of years too young. They're like, Oh, you didn't you didn't live during the Cold War. Wow. to be well, fair, I was talking to somebody who was like, You'll 40, live during the next one. That is bleak. <laughs>
4: Uh, all right well after round one it's a very tight game team uh 10 things i wish you knew what you did last summer has 70 points and right in front of them is team jaws with 80 points to be
1: fair that's a skill all in its own i could never keep that straight for a whole game keep you're gonna straight. have that name perfect and it doesn't matter if you can count it <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I,
4: as they call me i'm a lyrical lothario <laughs> uh, okay i don't know what that means all right <laughs>
2: Uh, I think it means you have an odd choice in dating. <laughs> yes, yeah.
4: Well, I'm sure Colleen will dump me after this game, so.
2: Mm. Nice.
5: That's because he hasn't shopped at De Beers. That's yes. that. that's, that's exactly why it's, she's going to It's been a good eight-year yes. run, but.
4: You know what? You're right.
5: He's never shopped at De Beers. All right,
4: Kelly. just give me your business card after this. We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, for the swing round today, uh, everyone here, even if you haven't seen James Bond, I'm sure you know how he likes his vodka martini.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, he wants a lot of them, in, in rapid succession.
4: <laughs> uh well he likes some shaken not stirred. Oh, that's, that's what it is. So uh today's swing round is going to be music clips and I'm going to play a segment of the song a song that uses the word shake. All right, and here are the titles of those songs. Number 1, oh. Salt Shaker.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: A second, like a that's, uh, that's a particularly interesting choice, Neil
4: Not a lot of songs have shake in them, so We wrote six of them down already <laughs> And that, right. that wasn't one of them Number two Shake it Number
3: three
4: Shake, 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 senora. Shake,
0: shake, shake, senora. Shake your body, liner. Shake, 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 senora. Shake it all the time. Work, 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 senora. Work your body, liner. Work, 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 senora. Work it all
4: the time. Little theme here, number four. Shake it up. number 5 shake your love
8: shake your love i just can shake your love shake your love i just can shake your love shake your love i just can shake shake your love i just
5: can shake your love this rapping sparkles <laughs> i like you <laughs> number 6
4: shake your body parentheses down to the ground
0: <laughs> and i do know that i let's shake let's shout, shout. shake it right out to the ground let's, dance, let's shout, shout shake your body out to the ground let's, dance, let's shout, shout shake your body to the ground let's, dance, let's shout, shout shake your body out to
4: the ground Number 7 rump shaker on zoom, 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 my like right. zoom, 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 like right. number eight, Harlem Shake.
0: and do
3: the Harlem Shake.
4: Number nine, shake your ass. Mm. Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Shake your
0: ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Some of us are working with shake your ass. Watch yourself. Shake your ass.
4: <laughs> and number ten, shake, shake, shake. Parentheses, shake your booty.
1: Apparently, there's a common thread of things humans like to shake. <laughs> so,
0: Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen
4: Okay, all the answers are in for our shake and not stirred swing round, musical swing round. I will uh, read off the name of the song and then I just want to hear who you guys think the artist is. So uh, we'll go uh, Team Jaws and then Team 10 Things uh, for all these just to keep it simple. So, all right, Uh, number one was Salt Shaker. Team Jaws?
5: That's us. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Yeah, this is a... Prevalent mid two thousands hip hop act. They were the Ying Yang Twins. All right, and Team Ten Things.
7: Um, we went with uh, Just Peppa. And <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: infor- unfortunately, it is not just Peppa, but brownie points for that for that answer. Uh, it is the Ying
5: Yang Twins.
4: Little uh, fe- yeah, Little John is in that song. Yes, oh,
5: Lil John's in a couple of these. Then, uh, all
4: right. Number two uh, title of the song is "Shake It." Team Jaws. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, These are guys uh, pretty big in the neon movement of pop punk in the mid-2010s metro station.
2: And team 10 things. We're going to go with the Polaroid pictures.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Also a good answer. Um, it is Metro Station. Yep. And that's that is the the group that has
5: Miley Cyrus's brother.
1: Mm-hmm. You're, you're like the mid 2010s. Like it was that long ago. I was like, wait, that's only like three years
5: ago. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I think it was actually, it might have been late 2000s, <laughs> early 2010s, whatever.
4: Uh, number three, um, prevalent in Beetlejuice, Shake, 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 Sonora, uh, Team Jaws.
5: Uh, didn't know this. We did one. not know this. Uh, so we went with the the. Person who gave us Mambo Number Five and said Lou Vega. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and Team Ten Things.
6: All right, we're hoping we can get on the board here. Uh, we think this is singer and activist uh, Harry Belafonte. Mm.
4: Doug is right on the money. Yeah. Harry Belafonte. Points on the board there. Uh, all right, number four. Shake It Up, Team Jaws.
1: Ah, oh, this is a this is a classic uh, from the Cars. All
4: right, and Team Ten Things.
2: Oh, good, because our legitimate guess for this one was The Cars.
4: It is The Cars, Yeah. All right. If it sounds like a car song, it's probably a car song. <laughs> As Neil's over there moving in stereo. Uh, there you go. Uh, all right, number five. Uh, love this song. Listen to it uh, when I walk cheerfully down the street. Uh, shake Your <laughs> Love, Team Jaws. Uh, that makes me feel better about our guess of Madonna, then. Uh, it does not get into the groove of my Madonna song that I listen to when I walk. Uh, T- <laughs> team 10 Things?
6: Uh, we had no semblance of an answer here we're just going to tap out
5: all right well it is the arch rival of tiffany it was debbie gibson, debbie gibson. Oh. i said i said it's probably a tiffany or a debbie gibson <laughs> <laughs> uh, now i think we're alone uh all right
8: <laughs>
4: uh, number six uh was shake your body parentheses down to the ground team mm. jaws
5: mm, if there's a parentheses song i want to be all yeah, a part of it's clearly rockwell no it's mj <laughs> we're, we're going mj mj okay yeah. and team ten things
7: um we said michael jackson this was uh literally the only one that i knew so
4: <laughs> all right um i will give you points for that one i was looking for the jacksons mm. cause it wasn't solo but i'll give you points so My, it is michael is
5: there it's the jackson michael was there you <laughs> <No, laughs> sure us points would have for for tito jackson
4: <laughs> not sure if tito is there no one ever knows what tito's doing because tito does what tito wants That's all true. right uh number seven
5: rump shaker team jaws this one I kind of struggled with for a while, but then I think that this was the song that got them censored, which led to their hit song, "Band in the USA. I think this is two live crew.
2: All right. And Team 10 Things? All right. Well, I'm thinking here that uh, the rump is also something you cook. So I'm going to go with Gordon Ramsay and the Ramseyettes.
4: <laughs> I would listen to that band. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is neither of those. Unfortunately, it is Rex and Effect. Oh, I would have never gotten that. Yeah that's that's a deep reference there. Yeah. But I had to throw one in. Yeah, fair enough. Uh all right, number 8, uh the popular Harlem Shake uh Team Jaws. Uh
5: yeah, I think everyone knows that Lil Jon's in it. They think it's a Lil Jon song, but he just does the one part. Yeah. I believe the <laughs> the it's a DJ song. I think it's DJ Snake featuring Lil Jon. Okay. And team 10 things?
7: Um I we had no, idea. we didn't know who, we recognized it, but had no idea who uh, was responsible for it. So um, I chose somebody from uh, New York. I just said Jay-Z. Mm.
4: Okay. Uh, a little dust off your shoulder. It is not Jay-Z. And unfortunately, you're thinking of turndown for what, Matt? I am. Yes. Uh, I am. The the answer is Bauer. He's a <sighs> DJ named Bauer with two U's.
1: DJ Snake also did that song with Major Laser that has the most ridiculous like mm-hmm. Bollywood style music yeah, video yeah. ever. But Fair just, enough. it's just really gross twerking.
5: Well, if this if this uh Facebook post for this episode gets a hundred likes, we will make a Harlem Shake video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Throwing that out there. I have ninety nine friends. <laughs> uh, all
4: right. I think we're gonna have to do it. Uh number nine was Shake Ya Ass, uh, Team Jaws. Watch, Watch yourself. yourself. Neil. <laughs>
5: <laughs> is, children are listening uh it's mr with a k and a y mm-hmm. okay and uh team 10 things
6: is this the one that started with spanish at the beginning that was Har- that was
4: harlem shake that was uh, that was eight.
6: Oh, okay got it <laughs> we had no answer for this one either sorry uh
4: no it's so it's mystical mm-hmm.
1: yeah mystical what was the other song mystical had I I can't
6: remember a a few, but
1: there's like another one that was not quite as famous. But he
4: was such an iconic artist. I just just can't remember. There's too many. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I can't remember. Um, We'll come back. Doug, what was the phrase that was in Spanish? I actually don't didn't even know that was in the song.
6: Uh, I think he says con los terroristas which I think it literally translates with to with the terrorists <laughs> Oh wow! not <laughs> cool. so okay. sure what he's referring to but... all right Where as soon we... as I heard Spanish I'm originally from South America I'm like all right I can get this but no no no
4: I <laughs> oh no yeah well uh, it, it's kind of weird that he put that in there I mean his name's Bauer I guess maybe he's a big 24 fan I don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right final one of the swing round shake 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 your booty let's go to team jaws
1: uh, every one of his songs sounds the same to me this is Casey and the sunshine band <laughs> and team 10 things
2: this is so far the first and only song i have ever roller danced to it is by the casey in the sunshine band
1: that sounds like a pretty sweet sweet member you're gonna have to tell us a little bit more about that yeah let's
4: tell side. us about that while we're uh tabulating the scores here
2: and it was me in a gainesville florida uh roller rink all by myself when i said hey put on some casey in the sunshine band and they realized hey that guy's got enough booty to shake so they just went with that
4: all right. Well, I mean, hey, if you have some time to shake your booty, you should shake it. Uh, uh, the funny. the other Mystical <laughs> song that <laughs> you're looking it's for is
5: Danger. Is danger! <laughs> Get on the phone. <laughs> it's a great song.
1: It's been so long. Uh,
5: so many eighth grade dances I'm thinking of right now. Uh, I have many stories, but we'll... <laughs> double, <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> refrain. That's for patriot only.
4: <laughs> we'll skip that one. Oh, no. I was thinking of uh, La Bouche. Sorry. <laughs> I used to listen to La Bouche uh, when, I, when I took... <laughs> I can't say her name. When I uh, went to a <laughs> dance with someone, uh, her mom put on uh, LaBouche and her Dodge Stratus and...
5: Which was that the Wanna be my... Lover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Great song
4: too. That was a great one. I was listening to that cleaning the other day. All right. <laughs> Just casually. Just <laughs> casually. You do not want to have a camera here because it would be very embarrassing. Maybe right. we do. Maybe you do. We'd be rich. Uh. All right. After the swing around, it looks like Team 10 Things I Wish You Knew what you did last summer picked up an additional 20 points and Team Jaws picked up an additional 30, bringing our scores to Team Jaws 110 and Team 10 Things 90. So, uh, pretty good. Right? Pretty I close. So. I think that's oh, right. Oh, yeah,
5: yeah. I forgot to like, give me five for that
4: one. Sweet. I got my math right. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Round two. Number one is going to be Moonraker. If you remember that one, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon may have raked in a number of records over his career.
8: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh,
4: hey, you, you try writing a theme game, on Moonraker. I mean, uh, did I
5: have to have so many immediate the, puns? The puns so delicious. Uh, uh,
4: but but one record that he is surely not proud of was 161 of these, which puts him in second place behind Brett Favre. Yeah, locked in. Yeah, okay. So Team Jaws is locked in.
7: I mean, fumbles or interceptions, I guess.
6: It I could agree. be that somebody other than a QB would have a. The record for fumbles, some running back or something like that, but
2: 161 in a career sounds like a lot of fumbles for someone who played for like 20 years.
6: I feel like it's also not enough interceptions for some reason. I
2: was I was feeling like that too. If you play for 20 years, then that's um, 80 a year, so
6: one every other yeah, which game. Is, which is I way feel, too few, I think. I'm,
2: my my instinct is interceptions over fumbles, but you guys okay. know football better than me, so. I'll make the recommendation, but
6: I'll give you guys the call. All right, I'm fine going picks. All
2: right. All right. We're locking in.
5: Uh, the thing is, with guys that throw a lot of interceptions, they tend to not last long enough to get 100 and something interceptions. Uh, but when you're throwing as many touchdowns as these guys were throwing, uh, they let you stick it out when you have your 26 touchdown, 15 interception seasons. I'm pretty sure it's interceptions. Uh, Well, he is in the Hall of Fame
4: for the NFL and the CFL, which he might be the only player to have that distinction. Uh, But I think Kelly said it. It was
2: fumbles.
5: fumbles. Yeah. That's a lot of fumbles. A lot of
1: fumbles.
2: That is a lot of fumbles. Uh, Uh, Warren Moon
1: played 23 seasons, by the way, between the NFL and the CFL.
4: Uh, All right. Well, number two, For Your Eyes Only. This oft-adapted novel by Zora Neale Hurston, a central figure of the Harlem Renaissance, was written in Haiti while she was on a Guggenheim Fellowship and is seen as a seminal work in both African-American literature and women's literature. Yeah, we're locked in.
6: I think it's Their Eyes Were Watching God.
2: That's literally the only Zora Neale Hurston work I know.
1: So We said uh, the Zora Neale Hurston book that we thought was her most famous were Their Eyes Were Watching God.
4: And uh, both teams are correct. Their Eyes Were Watching God. Uh, well, number three uh, is the film Octopussy. During pre-production of this film, Roger Moore considered retirement from the role of James Bond, so producers began screen-testing other actors for the role, even including future Bond, Timothy Dalton. One actor would have become the first American James Bond if he nabbed the role. You might know him from his performances in the original versions of the Amityville Horror, Westworld, or probably for his superb snapping skills that his son definitely inherited.
6: I got this. Locked in. Yeah, same, same here. You're good. Yeah.
4: Uh-oh, snapping skills, huh? Is it
1: maybe Ed Harris? Because Ed Harris is definitely in Does he have a son West who's World? good at snapping? I. He might. Uh, who would that be? I don't know.
5: We are locking in with Edward Harris. <laughs> Ed Harris. Okay. <laughs> so and I, was, I didn't uh, want to listen to Jeff talk anymore. <laughs> uh, all right, and uh,
4: team 10 things, so whoever would like to take this one?
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so the snapper is has got to be Thanos as Josh Brolin. His dad is mm. who who memorably played P. W. Herman in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, is uh, and who to my mind would be the bond we're looking for, uh, is James Brolin. And it is James Brolin. That makes sense.
5: I got, for snapping I kept thinking of like who's in the Adams family and <laughs> it did not
4: help at all. Yeah, he's
5: he's great in Pee Wee.
4: Uh, All right. Well, number four is going to be everyone's favorite uh, Christopher Walken supervillain turn in A View to a Kill. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did Tommy Wiseau. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I did Tommy Wiseau for some reason. tearing me apart, Neil. You're tearing me apart. Um, (laughs) It's bullshit. Okay. I did not. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, Number four. During World War II, hundreds of thousands of Soviet women fought at the front against Nazi Germany on equal terms with men. With 309 kills to her name, Lyudmila Pavlichenko is regarded as one of the top military snipers of all time and the most successful female sniper in history. She is better known by what nickname given to her by foreign reporters that is also the title of her English language memoirs published in 2018. So what is the uh, nickname of Lyudmila Pavlichenko?
1: I think we'll talk it out. Yeah. All right. The only thing I know about Russian snipers is the movie Enemy at the Gates. Okay. Was she in it? Not that I know of. Dang it! It was Jude Law, Rachel Wise,
5: and Ed Harris. There's <laughs> that man again? <laughs> no idea. Fed shot. No idea. Okay, we're locked in then. All right, oh. they're they're
2: locked in. Feel free to talk out loud. All right, we're throwing around colors and and animals and birds and stuff, trying to come up with a good one that we think
6: works.
7: I mean, I'm I'm good with going with Black Widow.
6: Yeah, I'm good with that too. All
2: right, we're gonna lock in with Black Widow. Okay, Black Widow for Team Ten Things
4: and
5: Team Jaws. Yeah, we didn't know, so this is just more of a shout-out to one of my favorite shows, Glow, and we said Zoya the Destroyer. (laughs) All right, well, uh, uh, no points awarded,
4: unfortunately, on this one. Uh, Very fascinating life that I'm sure is going to be really interesting in her memoirs, but uh, her nickname was Lady Death.
8: Mm. Very
4: straight to the point. (laughs) Yep, straight to the point, just like the bullet uh, that hit the enemy's head. (laughs) <laughs> all right, sorry, Eesh. Eesh. Uh, All right, number five, uh, Andrew's uh, favorite Bond movie here, The Living Daylights.
5: Mm.
4: I'm not going to beat around the bush or put my foot in my mouth with this question, but The Living Daylights is a phrase or an expression that has a figurative or sometimes literal meaning and along with the previous phrases I just uttered is known more commonly as what?
5: These are, these are ones that like I feel like I should have looked up at some point in time. I was
4: trying to do a vocab question because we're terrible at vocab questions, yeah. and it seems this is going to continue to be the norm. This is not making me better. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> you were correct. We are not good at these. That is correct. Uh, church lady.
4: It is. <laughs> I was
5: doing Chris Farley from Billy <laughs> Madison. Right. Whatever.
1: They're all the same. <clears throat> I'm actually impressed that that's only come up six times in 80 episodes. Oh, what? I could do that every day. I know you could. Yeah. That's why I'm impressed. I I can't remember what an aphorism is, so we said aphorism.
4: Okay, and uh, who had it over there at 10 Things? Was it Doug and Kelly?
2: No. We all all agreed on something. We went with uh, uh, Archer's favorite term for a colloquial metaphor, and that would be idiom. Mm. It is idiom.
5: Yes. Nice. I feel like a real idiom right now. (laughs) We can't change (laughs) horses midstream.
4: Tied up. Tied up for the final five. Neck and neck. Neck and neck,
5: that's right. An idiom. Well, don't, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Guys. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well,
2: we haven't put all our eggs in one basket. So. <laughs> all
4: right, there's too many, uh, too many plates spinning here. Okay, uh, license to kill. In the majority of the United States, the minimum age for unsupervised driving is 16. The youngest legal drivers in the country are 14 years and six months old in this state that's officially nicknamed after a memorial but was originally known as the Coyote State.
1: Seeing something about North Dakota kids can get their driver's license at 14.
5: Uh, North Dakota is the Peace Garden State, is which it? is named after the Peace Garden, which is a memorial. So it'd be North Dakota. Okay. Did we just do a smart thing? Yeah. I like uh, your answer,
2: Kelly. Yeah. I, like, I like your answer.
7: I just don't, I don't, re- I know that they're the Peace Garden State, which I'm unsure. Yeah, if it's a, memorial, it's a memorial, and I'm not sure if they've ever been called the Coyote State. I mean, and, yeah.
6: I mean, memorial to me, like, obviously you think of war, you know, death, or type something of honoring stuff, but, yeah.
2: somebody. Yeah. That's why I like Peace Garden specifically.
6: Yeah. All right. Let's go with that. Let's go with
2: it.
5: Lock it <laughs> in. Okay.
7: Um, so we're going to go with North Dakota.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
5: Team Jaws. Um, so we locked in with North Dakota. Good looking out there with the.
4: Peace Garden State, uh, the memorial there. Um, but the answer was said it was somewhere Jeff visited with his family recently, South Dakota. No. Oh, so Mount Rushmore is a memorial.
1: We were so oh, close. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's known as the Mount Rushmore State.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Nick, current nickname is Mount Rushmore State. Yep. Yeah. And uh, before it was Coyote State.
1: I know it was one of the Dakotas. I thought it was North Dakota.
4: You guys were right around there. Very close. Oh. Now we're going to enter into the Kelly realm of Pierce Brosnan. Uh, <laughs> golden eye you'll find this symbol on the seal of the University of Mississippi or the reverse side of the Great Seal of the United States. You might even call Melina Kenakurede's character, Dr. Sidney Hanson, the same thing. And I'll specify a TV
5: character to help you out there. We got locked in. So we're we're chatting a bit, trying to figure out. Uh, U- University of Mississippi, I've said, is the University of Mississippi. Runner Rebels? Was so you you said shield. Do you want to just lock in shield? Sure. That, that's a thing.
4: Okay. Team draw is locked in with shield and uh team ten things.
7: I mean, we knew what you were talking about, the the eye um that's kind of on the top of the top section of the pyramid. Um from my recollection it's a Masonic symbol, um, but we couldn't remember exactly what it was called. So we went with the all seeing eye. Sauron.
5: The sour-a-ron. Sauron. Sauron. <laughs> that one's for Neil because he loves that movie. He does. Neil's favorite movie
1: trilogy mm-hmm. is The Lord of the Rings.
5: Okay. No.
1: He <laughs> 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 uh, can't even play a log. That's how much he detests it.
4: Alright, well, uh, Kelly uh, was very, very close to the answer that I had, but uh, I believe that is also known as the same, same thing. So the answer is The Eye of Providence mm-hmm. or All-Seeing Eye. The of Providence. And Dr. Uh, yeah, Dr. Sidney Hansen is the lead character on Providence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. Nina uh, <laughs> Canacridis uh, uh-huh. of CSI New York fame. Oh, uh, or Providence fame. Or Providence. All right. Uh, number eight, Tomorrow Never Dies. In the world of musical theater, it seems as if the song Tomorrow from Annie will never die. Uh-huh. I was going to make you tell me how many times she says tomorrow in Tomorrow, but I did not subject you to that. <laughs> Thank you. The Optimistic Earworm Anthem has been performed since the early 70s and was composed by Charles Strauss, who is no stranger to creating musical theater earworms. As I sat behind a drum set in the pit orchestra for this musical, I was victim to the earworm you're about to hear in this audio clip. After it's done, I want to know what 1960 musical it comes from. Yep.
5: I dated yeah, a girl great, who was in this musical and I heard this song like a hundred <laughs> damn times.
1: The great Matt
5: Bino called a shot on that one, <laughs> writing it down before we even heard the... Yeah, we're locked in. Uh, We've we,
3: we got it. Yeah.
7: Go on, yeah. go for yeah. it. Bye Bye Birdie.
5: And Team Jaws? Yeah, uh, definitely Bye Bye Birdie.
4: It is Bye Bye Birdie. Uh, number nine, The World Is Not Enough. True. The world was certainly not enough for one incredible woman, an astronaut, recently retired in June of 2018. Her list of records and accomplishments could be a segment of its own, but she was the first female commander for the ISS and holds the record for most days in space for an American astronaut and the most for a woman of any nationality. Who is this inspiring woman?
5: This is I feel like, Jeff, you know this one, but you don't know it, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I sh- Or like I should know Like you've it. seen the name.
1: Yeah, I should know this. And I'm sure I've heard it, and I just I don't know. Mm-hmm.
4: So
2: we got nothing.
4: All right, so they're tapping, uh, Team Jaws. And what do you guys have over there
2: at Team 10 Things? Well, we're going to name an awesome female astronaut, not knowing whether or not it's the correct answer, just so we can shout out an awesome female astronaut. And her name is Dr. Mae Jemison.
4: She is a very awesome astronaut, but is unfortunately not the correct answer. Mm. The correct answer, uh, someone who's super inspiring, make sure you look her up. Uh, her name is Peggy Whitson.
5: Mm-hmm. That's her name, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
4: Peggy Whitson.
5: Writing it down.
4: All right. Final question of the second round and of regulation. It's going to be in the category Die Another Day. Utilizing the successful formula of films like Groundhog Day and one of Tom Cruise's underrated films, Edge of Tomorrow, Blumhouse flick Happy Death Day was a major success for the uber horror producer, so much so that on Valentine's Day 2019, a sequel will be released with what title featuring a phonetic substitution? And spelling counts.
2: All right, we're gonna we're gonna go with Happy Death Day, but the 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 D in Death is substituted with a two. Oh, okay, and Team
5: Jaws. So we we kind of were kind of uh, all over the place for a little bit. Um, then Jeff suggested it. You're not changing any of the first two. You're changing date to date because it comes out on Valentine's Day. Um, uh, I believe it'd still be spelled Happy Death D E T H Date D A T E.
4: Matt, it is spelled death, D-E-A-T-H. So that was, I know it was one train that you were on that you were mm. saying it was D-E-T-H. Um, you guys were getting there. You were pretty close. But the sequel is called Happy Death Day to You with the number two and then mm. the letter U.
8: Oh,
2: that's cute. Uh,
4: mm. Gotcha. Yep. It's a very, very tight game going into the final round. We have Team Jaws with 130 points. And team, 10 things I wish I knew you did last summer with 140.
5: Ugh, I feel like Warren Moon in that AFC Championship game against the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference for
2: like... Just as long as we don't feel like Gary Anderson in that AFC champ- or uh, Whatever. Too, uh, soon. Championship
6: too soon, too
5: soon. Yeah. You don't bring up the name Gary Anderson. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to give you the
4: categories. Uh, just like this whole game, um, they all are just inspired by the film. Uh, the one thing I will say... Is number five, the only clue I'll give you, uh, is sort of a James Bond question, reference. So, if you're not too well-versed in that. All right. Category one, Casino Royale.
1: Uh, Finally, the good ones.
4: (laughs) Category two, not a good one, Quantum of Solace. Yeah, fair enough. Category three, Skyfall. Category four, Spectre. And Category 5, sent in uh, by our friend Addie Lewis of Addie's Proxy Pub Quizzes. Dial, speed dial, in the in the tone of James Bond saying his own name. Dial, speed dial. And I will say, I, I did say this one is a uh, James Bond reference. Uh, I, I'll give you a hint. It is just someone uh, who is uh, who deals with James Bond throughout the entire canon uh, more than a few times, let's say. All right. Uh, everyone's wagers are locked in. Uh, We're going to start with question one in the category of Casino Royale. Modeled after its sister casino, the Venetian Las Vegas, this international casino is situated in a territory that until 1999 was formerly a colony of the Portuguese Empire and is the world's largest casino and seventh largest building in the world by floor area. Number two, Quantum of Solace. Sam Beckett was trying to find solace on the television show Quantum Leap as he leapt through space-time to make his way back home. The Irish playwright, Samuel Beckett, wrote characters named Vladimir and Estragon who ultimately found solace with each other after what other character stood them up.
2: Screw you, Neil. (laughs) Screw you so hard. You couldn't have just given us an owl question, huh? All right. (laughs) Number three,
4: Skyfall. It was a memorable 50th birthday celebration on September 25th for this actor and 90s box office titan when he bungee jumped out of a helicopter into the depths of the Grand Canyon. His jump also raised awareness for global citizens' education campaigns. Number four in the category of Spectre. Unfortunately, I won't be asking you the meaning of Spectre, which is Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. I'm looking for the name of the limited series comic book by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons that features a mother and daughter superheroine pair that share the name Silk Spectre. And number five from our friend Addie Lewis in the category of Dial, Speed Dial. By what name is the fictional character Major Jeffrey Boothroyd
3: better known? I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times.
8: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Neil, I just want to say if we lose, the failure was our own. As it should be. As it should be.
4: Uh, All right. All the answers are locked in from the final round. Uh, I'm just going to go through the questions one more time and get the answers here. All right. uh, Question one was in the category Casino Royale. Uh, I wanted to know uh, what was the name of the sister resort of the Venetian Las Vegas that is an international casino uh, in a territory that until 1999 was formerly a colony of the Portuguese Empire and is the world's largest casino, seventh largest building in the world by floor area. So let's start with uh, Team 10 Things. Uh, What was your answer and wager?
2: Well, we wagered 30 because we went to go big, Uh, like, like this hotel. Um, we didn't know the exact name of the property, but we figured because the territory was going to be Macau, we went with Venetian Macau. All
4: right, and Team Jaws, uh, it looks like you wagered 10. What was your mm-hmm. answer? Yeah, we, uh, we also said it was the Venetian Macau. And both of you would be right, The Venetian Macau. Number two uh, in the category of Quantum of Solace. Uh, Sam Beckett was trying to find solace on the television show Quantum Leaped. As he leapt through space-time to make his way back home. The Irish playwright Samuel Beckett wrote characters named Vladimir and Estragon, who ultimately found solace with each other after what other characters stood them up. Let's start with Team Jaws, you wager ten.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, when I think of uh when I think of Sam Beckett, uh I think of waiting for Godot. So we said waiting for Godot.
4: Okay. And Team Ten Things.
6: We also said Godot and wagered thirty.
4: Alright, it is Godot. Yeah. They were waiting for Godot. All right. Number three was the category of Skyfall. It was a memorable 50th birthday celebration on September 25th, 2018 for this actor and 90s box office titan when he bungee jumped out of a helicopter into the depths of the Grand Canyon. His jump also raised awareness for global citizens education campaigns. So uh, let's start with Team 10 Things. You wagered 30. What was your answer?
2: Uh, We went with Mr. Independence Day himself, Will Smith.
4: All right, and wagering 10,
1: Mr. Uh, Mr. Jaws, <laughs> Team Joss. <Jaws. laughs> we went uh, from the south to the west to the east to the north looking for this answer, but yeah. we settled on uh, Will Smith.
4: Mm-hmm. And it is Will Smith. Wow. Number four, category of Spectre. Unfortunately, I won't be asking you the meaning of Spectre, which is special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. I'm looking for the name of the limited series comic book by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons that features a mother and daughter superheroine pair that share the name Silk Spectre. Wagering 10. Let's go to Team Jaws.
5: Yeah, I'm not sure who's going to be watching them, but we said The Watchmen. And Team 10 Things, wager 20.
7: Um, And luckily, Andrew was watching out for us and uh, informed (laughs) us that it was Watchmen.
5: It is Watchmen. Very good.
2: I've only just seen the movie.
5: We did not
4: wager enough. (laughs) This is a great final round. This is going to be awesome. Okay. Uh, I forgot what we promised we would do if you lose. All right. The final question was provided by our friend Addie Lewis, and it is in the category of Dial, Speed Dial. By what name is the fictional character Major Jeffrey Boothroyd better known? Wagering 10, Team Jaws. What did you say?
5: Uh, We weren't really sure, but this is the only person we could think of with an alias in multiple Bond movies, and we said Q. All right, and wagering uh,
2: 30, Team 10 Things. Well, it's not the Star Trek villain who's impish and, and impish. It's uh, it's our favorite fixer of awesome gadgetry and et cetera. That's Q. It is Q. Wow.
5: Have you ever had both teams sweep
2: a final round before?
5: I don't know if we've ever had uh, teams yeah get a perfect
4: score in the final round. Just a crazy final round there. Uh, everyone got all the questions right. Just looks like Team Jaws didn't wager enough because they are going to end the game with 180 mm. points. And with 290 points, it is today's Cream of the Crop, 10 Things I Wish You Knew, What You Did Last Summer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow.
0: (laughs) Nothing is going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop
4: me. Great job, everyone.
5: Our points were not enough. Uh,
4: So if I do remember, since uh, I I did uh, remember this, uh, it looks like we're going to be doing the Harlem Shake if we get 100 likes on this post. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jeff is buying me a pair of Nike Cortez. All I right. did not.
1: Sign. I'll I'll do that. Aside from the the Harlem Shake, I am not in for that. Okay. Yeah.
4: Uh, so let's. we uh, will throw
1: money at you. But
4: <laughs> let's start with uh, let's start with Andrew. Uh, why don't you tell us again where everyone can find your podcast, and if you have any other last words for playing an awesome game today?
2: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Doug and Kelly, who are an excellent team. It was a pleasure to play with them. Uh, coming up big at least a couple of places where I was just okay. Good night uh you can find uh the 10 things i wish you knew podcast uh on itunes and google play and you can just find me on facebook if you're friends with these guys because you know we occasionally cross post on stuff uh mm-hmm. but you sh- i guess this is the first time i ever got to say this in the, on a podcast you should like that page on facebook and tell all your friends so mm-hmm. go to go, well, go do that
4: <laughs> well thank you and uh, everyone please check out his podcast he's doing a great job uh he's four episodes in and uh, it's only going to be getting bigger and better so thank you very much uh andrew and also thank you for being a patreon supporter uh at the united states champion level thank you gentlemen yeah thank you and a big thank you to doug and kelly Bulls. um any last words from you two any anything you'd like to plug anyone you want to say hello to
6: uh no huge thanks uh to you guys for having us over and well done, Andrew. He's being super modest. He actually carried the day for us here, so super well played. Uh, no, we we had a great time. Um, I think it's good timing. We have a six-year-old taking care of a three-year-old and a ten-month-old downstairs, and that's probably not good for anybody. So,
5: yeah, that's why we try to make these shows quick so you can get back and figure out what happened there. Get back we don't doing, uh, actually. Things.
7: Please don't send.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: what are your kids' names? If you want to say hi, if they ever listen to this
7: um we'll say hi to lucas matias and javi so and lucas we're excited for you to start joining us in trivia
6: yeah we get to take him to pub trivia tomorrow for the first time Oh, Very nice. Nice. it's awesome. not at an actual young.
7: pub it's at a Pub-ish. restaurant
2: it's cool if it were because pubs again don't
7: places. send child services
4: please. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, Child Services, the one person who listens to our show, just stop listening. Everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, best of luck at uh, Pub Trivia tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for being an Intercontinental Champion, uh, all three of you, um, for supporting the show, just because, uh, as we say, uh, we couldn't do the show without the help of our patrons. Uh, you guys can sign up to join them at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. The
1: not quitting after two months had nothing to do with money coming in. It was that people that we didn't directly know started listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, and so that means a lot. So if you know anybody
5: who doesn't already listen to the show, and you just want to tell them to listen to the show, that's that's the
1: best advertising there
5: is. So our, our first patron that wasn't related to Neil—that was when I knew we made it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get family members of mine listening after this one. So yeah, same here. Same here.
4: All right. Well, thank you to all of our guests, to Doug, Kelly, and Andrew. And uh, for Matt and Jeff in the studio and Ken, I just hope that you have a lot of Novocaine and antibiotics before you come back here. Uh, my name is Neil and that was Triviality.
3: So oh, so 80-70, my bad. See, so, yeah, yeah.
4: that's why I'm so terrible at math. Okay. Because you can't add up 10s. Yes, I know. I'm sorry.
1: That's why we only ever wager in like
4: 5s and 10s. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's mostly for my benefit.
2: All right. i I'm not coming up with anything else other than the ones we got. So... I think we should be funny.
6: Okay. Let's be funny.
1: All right. For the record, that is the understated goal of this podcast. <laughs> if you can't be smart, be funny. I don't think there's anything <laughs> understated about it. That's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might just be our whole goal. Just try to be funny with some trivia.